Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I see explosions in the sky. Are those them Laramie boys firing off their pistols? Or is that just America? It's high noon. For Friday, August 28th, 2020. And the truth is, for me, it's still Thursday, August 27th, 2020. And this is the third podcast I have recorded today. But I'm not going to be around tomorrow. So high noon is more like low midnight. Except nobody's low because it was a party for America at the RNC. And there goes my Western accent for the rest of the night. Uh, yeah, I'm recording this 12 hours early because I'm taking a goddamn road trip. I'm going to go exploring the wild, wild west. That's not at all what I'm doing. I'm just going to drive somewhere. It's okay. So, Tonight was the big night, Donald Trump's acceptance speech for the Republican nomination for president, which obviously was going to happen because he's already president. And that was quite a display. I am very happy that he put a live audience there, not only to outdo the Democratic National Convention on every conceivable level, but also because it is so dumb to pretend that we have to live life by Zoom five months after our 15 days to slow the spread ended. And to pretend otherwise is absolutely insane. I do not know how or why anyone is putting up with COVID restrictions at this point. It makes no sense. We have therapeutics. 
we know who's at risk. We know that anyone under 65 who doesn't have serious comorbidities is not at risk of being anything more than sick with a bad cold. And to pretend otherwise is ridiculous. But of course, that's what the media is doing. Jim Acosta, the... I mean, Jim Acosta's best position, like the place where he would be most appropriate, is sitting on the chair at the top of a dunk tank at the county fair as teenagers throw softballs at a bullseye and when they finally hit it, Jim Acosta gets dumped in the water. That is his calling. And I don't know how he got into uh, being a, a news host. It's hard to call him a journalist because he doesn't actually do journalism. He spent the evening complaining that everyone was going to be sitting too close together to be safe during this time of COVID. And he was like, there's got to be 1,500 people here. How are they testing everybody? Shut up, Jim. The time for this nonsense is over. And I don't care if I sound like the cocky, overconfident, bombastic American because there is no reason to be ashamed of that. And being ashamed of that is how we got here in the fucking first place because everybody who imagines themselves an intellectual but doesn't read has been on this path for a couple decades or three or four. And that has led us absolutely nowhere. It is wonderful to appreciate other cultures. I appreciate other cultures. I've traveled before. I always find it wonderful. I know people from other places. They love their countries. I'm proud of them. But this is America and we are Americans. And there's a reason that immigrants come here and that Lena Dunham doesn't leave. And America becoming a failed state for Lena, Lena Dunham to leave might be worth it for a couple weeks. But after that, it's not worth it. And it's great that America actually is the best place, except for Sweden, maybe, because Sweden still knows the value of human life and understands the life and death thing. And that it's not <laughs> appropriate 
to destroy everyone's life to pretend that you can save everyone's life. So we messed up there because we have Anthony Fauci and Gavin Newsom and Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo and Eric Garcetti and Nancy Pelosi and Jenny Durkin and Lori Lightfoot and Gretchen Whitmer and God, I mean, really at this point, are people still confused by the choices that we have on one hand, you can pretend to be the savior of people you don't know and will never know and don't even want to meet if you're honest with yourselves. But you can still impress the people in your metropolitan area who think that pronouns are important. You can still impress them. By saying that you're voting for Biden and you can't wait to see the first multicultural vice president woman. Congratulations. You win the game of life. By showing everyone who went to college but didn't learn anything. That you're great. Or. You can remember that this country actually is great for the reasons we all know. I don't know why people lie to themselves about this. It's not woke. It's not intelligent. It's not intellectual. You can't even explain what it is you like about America, except for your permanent right to bitch about everything and have people respect you for your ignorance. If this was a bad place, immigrants would not want to come here anymore, but they do. And we welcome them hundreds of thousands every year. Millions, maybe, I mean, hundreds of thousands legally, but who knows? Donald Trump's speech was just good. There's no way to turn it around and make it bad. Everybody was excited last week because Joe Biden was able to stay awake for his entire speech. And then at the end of it, they had a socially distanced car honking parade. No. How about just no? That'll be the best if you just say no. You do not have to like Donald Trump or approve of his pre-presidency life. You do not have to think he's perfect or flawless. You just have to stop pretending that Democrats are competent or that they actually care about anything they say they care about because no one 
with a big adult brain can possibly believe that now? What else do you need to see? They have kept citizens in their homes for five months. They've told people that they are not allowed to work. What was going to happen? What was supposed to happen? What did they think was going to happen besides American families falling apart? There is nothing about that party that is moral. You do not get to say that you care about everybody while doing everything to show that you care about nobody. The Democratic Party is like an abusive spouse that you refuse to leave because you just keep telling all your friends, well, but they, but they really love me. And it's like, no, bitch, you got a black eye. That person doesn't love you. They have screwed you over for the entire time you've known them, but you know nothing else. And your faithfulness to going down with that sinking ship is somehow part of your identity now. Let it go. Just let it go. There is nothing about being a Democrat that gives you extra credit. There's nothing about being a Republican that gives you extra credit either, by the way. I have no party affiliation, technically. This year, I'm affiliated with the Republican Party because they have sane people. And if you think Donald Trump is insane, watch the speech. Watch any of his speeches. If you think that he is crazier than the media and the Democrats and everything else that is going on around you, then you're the insane one. Joe Biden did an interview today with Anderson Cooper where he was literally looking down at a screen and reading his answers to interview questions. Now, who knows? Maybe somebody was uh, like texting him the answers to his iMessage on his screen. Or maybe they were using AIM, like AOL Instant Messenger. That would be fucking awesome if that thing still existed. If you're under 25, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But that's cool. If you're over 65, you don't know what Twitter is. So it's all good. He was looking down at the screen and trying to competently read the answers to Anderson Cooper, and he couldn't even do that. And if you want to know what media bias is, watch that clip. If you think that Anderson Cooper didn't know what was going on, stop thinking. Actually, you can't stop because you never started. Anderson Cooper would never let Donald Trump get away with that. 
not in a million, billion, trillion years, a jillion even. A jillion is higher than all of those. It might even be higher than all of those combined. I don't know the math on that. You cannot be president if you can't answer Anderson Cooper's questions. I don't see how they are going to let Joe Biden debate Donald Trump. The Democrats have prepared themselves to lose 48 states. Where will they win? How will they win any votes from anybody? They're running a campaign out of their basement on the basis that they are not Donald Trump. That was a bad strategy from the beginning. It is a worse strategy when every time you do show up on television, you are worse than Donald Trump. We have a literal invalid, and I'm not trying to make fun of him. I'm just saying this is the reality. Joe Biden's had a long career. He's had a hard life. On some level, I feel for the guy, except when I see him in videos like rubbing little girls' chests and sniffing adult women's hair while massaging their shoulders at public events. But I never in my life thought that like Joe Biden was the bad guy, right? What is happening right now is elder abuse. And the idea that a major political party in 2020 in the United States who talks about diversity and the power of youth, the best they can do is that. And behind that, since no one actually believes Joe Biden can finish a term as president, like the biggest Democratic supporters cannot possibly believe that there is no way that any thinking person believes Joe Biden can get through four years as an American president. And what they put behind it is Kamala Harris, who won zero delegates. That is one less delegate than Tulsi Gabbard won. And Tulsi Gabbard was systematically dismissed by that party because she was unwilling to toe the line. It is utterly insane. And the Democrats put up as speakers Amy Klobuchar and Andrew Cuomo and Gavin Newsom. I actually donated to Amy Klobuchar in the primaries because I thought she was the most serious of the candidates on that stage. The reason Amy Klobuchar is not the vice presidential nominee is because she was the attorney general of Minnesota who chose not to pursue legal action against 
Derek Chauvin, the cop whose knee was on George Floyd's back while he died from a fentanyl overdose, she chose never to pursue anything about him. His reports of impropriety as a Minneapolis police officer went totally unchecked by Amy Klobuchar. And so that's why she had, she no longer had any chance of becoming vice president or the running mate. Obviously Kamala Harris doesn't have any chance of becoming vice president either because they are going to lose in a landslide. Like I said, a couple months ago, and like I said in April, because the Democrats now are running on how bad everything is, which is a terrible place to be in general, but it's an especially terrible place to be when every American knows things were bad and also knows things are getting better. What are they supposed to say at this point to defeat Donald Trump? Are they going to talk about Russia? Nope. That was a lie. What are they going to say every day? Racism, breaking norms, grab them by the pussy. I don't think I've talked about this before. Grab them by the pussy is one of the stupidest fucking controversies of all time. And I thought in 2016 that was going to take him down. And I couldn't stand Donald Trump then. And I was, I was like, oh, this is over. This is great. This is over. Thank God. We can just move on from this phase of our lives, right? But at the same time, anyone who doubts the honesty of that joke he was making is out of their goddamn minds because Donald Trump was talking about a certain brand of woman that absolutely does exist and exists all over the place in Los Angeles and New York. And I'm sorry if this sounds sexist to say there are asshole, terrible guys too, but not every woman is a shining bright unicorn with like a halo that blooms over her head every day as she puts a fresh daisy behind her ear and puts on a lovely frock as she packs a picnic basket so we can all go up on that nice grassy hill below that beautiful tree as its leaves sprinkle dew upon us on a lovely spring morning. There are absolutely women in the world, and especially in Los Angeles, that would be more than happy for a rich, successful man to come up and do whatever they want. And if you doubt that, move to a big city. I promise you, you will realize that exists within the first couple weeks. All you have to do is be social and be able to see a rich guy with your own eyes or a famous guy. But famous guys are usually rich, not always. 
And rich guys are definitely not always famous. But if you have the combination of those two things and you are in the right circles, that's a real thing. And Trump, by the way, never said he did that. He just said he could do it and get away with it because it's true. Sorry, I know this is shocking. I know you're not allowed to say it because we all have to pretend that everyone around us is a delicate, precious child who has never heard about real life. Why do we have to keep pretending this is what life is? We do not live in the women's studies department at Sarah Lawrence College. We live in the real world where men are assholes and women are assholes. And then sometimes men and women are good people too. And we can all talk about how life really is because we're adults. And sometimes things make us mad and no one is there to help us. So we just need to deal with it. How old do we have to be to not be calling for our mommies anytime someone says something naughty. All right? Donald Trump is and was a crass individual. That does not mean that he can't do good things. I'm a fairly crass individual, not maybe not as crass as Donald Trump, but I have taken a massive amount of pride and joy and had a goddamn good time saying things that offend people because it's fucking funny and fun and they like it and they laugh when they know they're not supposed to because that's what humor is. Everyone's going to be okay. We do not need to pretend that Donald Trump admitted to sexual assault by saying that. Like Don Lemon does. And the pearl-clutching never-Trumpers do. There's nothing... I, I was thinking about this on my on my drive back. I watched uh, I watched the RNC at a friend's house. We had a few people over who actually cared about America and didn't just like complaining about things. And we watched the whole shebang together, and it was enjoyable. A good time was had by all. And I was just thinking, like, how many of the faux conservatives? at the Lincoln Project, that absolute fraud, how many of them are going to go into the voting booth and vote for Donald Trump after seeing tonight? It's not zero. There's no way it's zero. 
one of those guys will be in the voting booth thinking, I made such a good ad. And then come down to the moment and look at Joe Biden's name on there. And by the way, I know that they say in the RNC that he is a Trojan horse for socialism and that that's like a provocative thing. That also happens to be true. And they're going to sit in there or not sit in there. Maybe they're going to stand or no, they'll probably sit at home on their couch on Twitter, pumping out their, their very internet thoughts about how bad Trump is. And they're going to put out another clever ad. Hey, look at my clever ad. And then they will punch Donald Trump's name on their little mail-in ballots because they know that no matter who's paying them and how righteous they want to seem, they still have a real responsibility to the country. And the idea that anyone can empower the Democratic Party at this point is unbelievable to me. You do not have to like Donald Trump. You do not have to like Republicans or what you believe Republicanism represents, which, of course, no one in Los Angeles even knows because they have never even tried to consider it. But stop fucking pretending what this is. You know what this is. Look at California. Look at New York. Look at New Jersey. Look at Virginia. Look at Michigan. Look at Washington. Look at Oregon. Look at Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, Los Angeles, New York City, Kenosha, Wisconsin, Chicago. Who do you think runs these places? How long do we have to continue pledging our allegiance to a tribe of people whose best argument is you won't get in trouble for saying this because we approved you saying this. So say this thing all you want and call that free speech. Just make sure that when you're exercising your free speech, you say that Beyonce is one of our most important philosophers and that LeBron James is just like Muhammad Ali for choosing to cancel the playoffs for two days. And that Joe Biden is our savior and that Kamala Harris is the future. Who in the world has the sort of morality that this represents. You can say whatever you want about Donald Trump. Give him, give me, give me all those. Oh my God. He's so racist narratives that you can't even explain. 
Tell me how Kamala Harris's gender and ethnic background makes that corrupt liar the person who should lead the country. It is absurd that anyone has a question about this. The idea that people doubt the morality of people who support Trump, that they have any business calling us racist or sexist or misogynist. That's not what this is about. This isn't a fucking Jezebel comment thread. This is real life. This is a country that has done things that no country in the world has ever done. We have created more wealth, more prosperity, more joy, more art than anyone ever. And it is a product of the system, the American system, the American way of life, the American ethic that says this is your life. Do with it what you will. If you are not prepared to try yourself to make a better future for yourself and for your country, what are you doing? What is your purpose? To make sure that everyone can have socialism? Does anyone know anything about history? I know you guys do. I'm always talking to someone who's not you guys. I don't know why I do that. I feel like I have a target audience that isn't exactly my audience, but that's right next to my audience. But to my audience, (laughs) to all you guys who watched that speech tonight and enjoyed it, and enjoyed the display of American beauty and the American ethic, I believe we are headed for a new age. And I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be uh, overboard about this. I believe that our freedom of thought and our freedom of speech and our freedom of action and our freedom of self, self-reliance and independence, I believe all of these have been diminished over the last 10 years, the last 20 years, maybe it's 30, 40. I believe we are about to have an American renaissance and Donald Trump will be elected. The country will go crazy for a few days and then order will be uh, restored. I almost said destroyed. (laughs) Order will be restored and American life will be restored and we can move past this social distancing, masking nonsense and everything that the Democratic Party has done intentionally to us in order to win this election. And they are not going to win, which makes their cruelty all that much more disgusting. Like if they actually had won, 
or could have won. Maybe it would seem different or feel different. But they are so incompetent and so immoral and so indecent and so dishonest and so un-American that they literally gave themselves no way to win even in these circumstances. If Donald Trump is as terrible as they believe and they can't beat him twice, they lose twice to this guy that they think is the worst thing to ever walk the earth. What does that say about them? What does that say about their supporters? I'm sick of this shit. And I think that you guys are sick of it too. I want America to be America. Like make America great again had nothing to do with race or taking us back to the 1950s had nothing to do with any of that. And I resent the media and the fake academics and all these faux intellectuals and fucking actors that told us that make America great again was racist. That America first was racist. That's not where that shit comes from. America's a great nation for good reasons. It's about getting back to that. And that is what we have seen displayed all week. The Democrats had celebrities come and speak on their behalf. The Republicans had real Americans come out and tell their stories. And if you don't believe me, watch Ann Dorn's speech about her husband, David Dorn, who was a police officer for his life, a police chief, and then did security at his friend's pawn shop. And in the service of protecting that shop, he was gunned down by rioters for Black Lives Matter and Antifa, an organization run by Marxists exploiting black pain and racial division and a literal violent Marxist revolution. That's who gunned him down. Watch his wife. Watch Andorn's speech. If you don't do it or can't do it, don't talk about politics. Don't participate in the process because you don't fucking deserve to. Watch her speech and sit with it and deal with it. When she started talking, the hair was standing up on my arms. I had goosebumps. Her story is compelling and heartbreaking, and she is exactly right. I cannot believe how many people I know who have empowered the very force that took that woman's husband from her. And they continue to, and they continue to pretend it's righteous. I reject this, and I hope all of you reject this, and I hope that you talk to your family and your friends and whoever's open and get everybody snapped back to reality because a reckoning is coming 
And we should all be prepared for it and welcome it with open arms because we know that there are better days ahead. And that is what it means to be American. And I'm going to leave you with that. So I will be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I do not have a network. You should listen to more hopes fall. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. So new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm your moderator. If you have feedback, you can email Hey moderator at I'm your moderator.com or use the hashtag Hey moderator on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, search Be Reasonable on Patreon, where I'll have additional daily-ish segments in a special podcast feed of the show, as well as my writing and audio readings of those articles. You can also go to anchor.fm slash be reasonable and become a supporter there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Be reasonable. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'mYourModerator.substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel-couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!